when we sit in meditation for long periods of time or even short periods of time, it's natural to experience feelings of discomfort, pain in the legs or the back, different parts of the body. Or if we have illnesses, injuries, the instinctual reaction to physical pain, discomfort, is anxiety, worry what it's going to turn into, aversion, reasonable hatred for the painful feelings. Not liking it, not wanting it to be there, waiting for it to be over. Oftentimes we just try to ignore the body. We live in our mental world and only pay attention to the body when it gets uncomfortable or we need to, to go from A to B, one place to another. But even then, as long as the body is just obeying orders, we don't give it much attention. So in this way, the body is either ignored or feared or complained about much of the time. And then the more uncomfortable the body is, then the more the mind creates negativity towards the pain, more worry, more fear about what it's going to turn into, where it might go. These kind of reactions might seem incidental or something at the edges of our practice, something that is peripheral, unimportant. But this way of relating to the body indicates a, a habit of the way that the mind is related to as well, and therefore all things. If it's comfortable and good, we like it and want to keep it. If it's painful and threatening, we want to push it away. We fear it. Criticize it. Complain about it. Resent it. So when you experience physical pain in your legs, your back, your neck, or wherever it might arise in the meditation or other times, feeling cold if you're out in the, in the, uh, the wind, doing walking meditation, And deliberately turn the attention to the body to notice that <clears throat> the way that it's reacting rather than tensing up against discomfort 
resenting it, fearing it, to instead cultivate the attitude of loving-kindness, appreciation of the body, When we feel pain, it's natural to, to tighten up, to tense against that, to resist it. But that tension only introduces more stress into the whole system. It creates more causes for pain. So instead of stressing, tensing up against painful feeling, it's important to train the, the mind to take a different approach, to cultivate the attitude of relaxation, acceptance, to soften the attitude and to soften the, the muscles of the body. If you have pain in your knee and your, the muscles of your, your thighs and your calves, pelvis, uh, tightening up, stressing against it, consciously bring attention into that area, let the muscles in your pelvis, your thighs, your, your calves, the lower leg, let them soften, relax. So rather than tensing up against painful feeling, you're meeting it with an attitude of of easing, settling, gentling. Releasing tension rather than increasing it. We can deliberately soften the muscles in say our legs or our back or our neck, our face. The softening the muscles, relaxing, easing the muscles is, is one thing. But even more important is easing the attitude. Cultivating appreciation for the body. Gratitude that it does such a good job. Holds together as well as it does, rather than just resenting it when it goes wrong. Doesn't do what we would wish it to doesn't obey the uh, commands of the captain. And we can send forth the attitude of loving-kindness, friendliness towards this body, appreciation, gratefulness. well-wishing towards these very bones and muscles, these tendons, these joints, sending forth that attitude of well-wishing, gratitude, appreciation to the muscles of your neck, your jaw, your shoulders, your back, your pelvis, your legs, throughout the body. And when we do this, uh, 
is that when I do this, and I see that there's, a, there's been a negative stressed reaction, worrying about that feeling in my back or feeling in my leg, when that's noticed, and then the, the muscles are relaxed, and then the heart sends forth a friendly, appreciative, easeful attitude, sending well-wishing, benevolence towards your, your own back, your legs, your, your neck, your jaw, your shoulders. There's not just a softening in the in the muscles of the the joints and the back and so forth, but there's a genuine softening in the heart as well. There's a an easing, there's an ending of dukkha. Because in that very attitude of acceptance, of loving kindness, you're no longer causing the the uh, forces of tension to get stronger. You're not contributing to the, the causes of dukkha, of contention, stress. Rather, the heart is contributing to the causes of peacefulness, clarity, stillness, spaciousness. We can work with this for ourselves, see what a difference it makes rather than relating to pain or sickness, discomfort with fear and aversion to consciously work with with relaxation, acceptance, gratitude see what the effects are, see how it benefits the body how it benefits the heart and then we begin to realize we don't even have to wait till we feel discomfort and pain. Don't have to wait till you get ill to appreciate how well your sinuses work or the freedom of your, your throat from phlegm. Or In the ordinary everyday workings of our body, we can appreciate how marvelous we can walk. <clears throat> what a wonderful thing we can see, we can hear. Great, thank you, eyes. Well done, you do a good job. Well done, legs, knees, ankles. Thank you. You're doing great. I appreciate the ability to move around, to see, to hear, to feel, to think, to remember, to imagine. How useful. Thank you, body. Well done. Good job. This might sound a bit cheesy or childlike, but uh, this is the kind of practice Lumposometa would encourage many years ago. And he'd point out, just like a, a dog appreciates when the, uh, the, uh, the master gives it attention, kindliness, gives it a treat, pats on the head, you get a wagging tail. Friendliness, 
companionship. The body is just the same. You pay attention to it, you generate loving kindness to it, appreciation, gratitude. The body responds. At least uh, that's how I experience it. Maybe you're the same, maybe you're not. But uh, try it out to see. But even if there's no very clear or vivid change in emotional tone, at least the attitude of gratitude, appreciation, respect, has its own positive benefits. Rather than just relating to the body as taking it for granted and then resenting it when it doesn't work well or it's painful, how different it is to appreciate the, the blessings that we have. The mind that dwells in respect, gratitude, not taking things for granted, <coughs> that's content, appreciative of what blessings there are, rather than resenting what's not there or what we used to have and is now lost or out of reach. The heart of gratefulness is beautiful, peaceful, spacious, bright. The heart of resentment, complaining, entitlement, dwelling on what I deserve or what I should have or what's what's fair for me, that heart is tight, stressed, painful. There's no need to, to abide in that kind of attitude. There's no need to support that, cultivate that. When we establish this basis of loving-kindness, appreciation, gratitude, just directed towards the body and its feelings, then that expands. The field expands and the same attitudes are much more easy to, to bring forth in relationship to the mental world, towards our different moods, liking and disliking, Excitement and disappointment, happiness and unhappiness. Towards our thoughts and fantasies, fears and hopes. Wholesome mind states, unwholesome mind states, neutral mind states. And the heart is established in acceptance, radical acceptance, appreciation, respecting all the different aspects of mind, body, and the world. This conduces to a great stillness, clarity, spaciousness. Just like the, the space of this temple accommodates all of us without complaint. None of us arrive at the door and the space says, no, you can't come in, I don't want you here. Space doesn't do that. It accommodates. 
Similarly, the space of our mind, our own heart, can accommodate beautiful thoughts, noble aspirations, profane and crazy wild thoughts and feelings, generous impulses, hateful impulses. It can accommodate them, know them, take them in. Let me establish this respectful <coughs> accepting attitude. Respecting and appreciating even the crazy thoughts and feelings. So well, this is a mind that can create violent impulses as well as friendly and kindly impulses. Here it is, this is the mind. This is its nature. It can produce the wholesome, the neutral, the unwholesome. Here it is. When the heart relates to all of it with that quality of respectfulness, openness, then the, the capacity to be mindful, to be wise, is much more clear, much more flexible, much more easy to recognize Oh, this is the wholesome. Nurture it, keep it, sustain it. This is the unwholesome. That's going to be harmful, painful. Let it go. So the more that the heart can be open to all the different patterns of experience, the more unobstructed, the more fully and completely Satipanya, mindfulness and wisdom, can operate. That which is unwholesome, painful, it's easier to let go of. That which is noble and wholesome, beautiful, it's easier to cultivate, to sustain. 